0: well good morning friends and welcome to technical thursday here we are on thursday the 22nd of february i'm rocky stevenson pastor of benoni bible church and your host for Let's Talk here on Radio Pulpit. What an absolute joy and privilege it is to have you with me. We've been considering in our study on logic, decision-making. And this is the second week on that. And decision-making is a fundamental aspect of life. All of us have got decisions all the time. We come to crossroads all the time. What decision will we make? And it's not always the decision between what is right, but also the decision between what is right and most right, or not always the decision between what is wrong and right, But the decision, as I mentioned, of that which is most right out of that which is right – and many a times there's multiple ways that we can go with a decision. We're different people, we have different personalities, we've come from different backgrounds. All of us have got different ways of thinking through things. But we also know that the Bible says there is a way that seems right in a man's eyes, but its end is destruction. So even the right that we think is right is sometimes not right. And the problem is that not only do we not know we're ignorant, but sometimes we're ignorant about our ignorance. We don't know that we don't know. And so this is the all the more reason to actually go to the Bible with a a mind that and a heart that decides, Lord Jesus, I want you to please lead me through your Word, your Holy Spirit has inspired the Word of God, and you also the one that illuminates the Word of God, and I need your help, and where we take all of our decisions to the scriptures, and decision- making is absolutely fundamental in the aspect of life, and as Christians our choices should be guided by both logic and the scriptures, and obviously a logical way of thinking through the scriptures. I've really mourned the fact that many a times Christians seem to lack much sanctified common sense. We ought to be the people that are most sanctified and most common sense out of all people in the world. We should be making the most biblically sound decisions. So in today's episode, we'll explore the vital topic of making wise decisions using logic and the timeless truths that are found in the scriptures. As a very foundational element in, and that really anchors our thinking for today's discussion is Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6. And I'm sure that you've heard me use this, this proverb so often on Let's Talk that by now you know it off by heart. It says, Trust in Yahweh with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your paths." You see, that's very different from there's a way that seems right in a man's eyes and its end is destruction. This is somebody that actually does not lean on our own hearts, but in our heart we lean on him. In all our ways we acknowledge him. We think about God through the decisions that we make. We bring God to bear. We have a theocentric view when it comes to the decisions that we make in life. And this foundational verse reminds us of the importance of trusting God and seeking His guidance in our decision-making. Logic also plays a crucial role in decision-making. We ought to be those that are mindful. God has given us a mind. We ought to be self-controlled. We ought to exhibit the fruit of the Spirit (coughs) in all that we do. So logic plays such a crucial role in decision-making. It involves reasoning evaluating evidence and drawing sound conclusions. And as we engage in logical thinking, it's essential to align our reasoning with biblical principles. We want to go back to the Bible. How do we deal with our money the way the Bible tells us to deal with our money? You see, there's a fundamental reality. There is everything that you and I need written in the Bible for all of life and godliness. If we don't know what the Bible says about a given subject, that's not the Bible's fault in being a pure, poor communicator. It's our fault in actually being poor of listening to what the Bible says. And so we must go back to the scriptures and find what the Bible teaches about these things. If we have not found what the Bible says about it, well, we need to search in the Bible and we need to pray to God and that by the Holy Spirit, he would reveal to us the way to go. The Bible provides a solid framework for ethical decision making, helping us to discern right and wrong. Now let's delve into some practical steps for making wise decisions. Because you might say to me, "Hey, you've been telling me about this for two weeks." Well, what are some of the the practical elements? So, if you've got a pen and paper, you can write it down, or you can think about it. But firstly, there must be prayerful reflection. See, making making before making any decision, take time to seek God in prayer reflect on his word, and ask for, for his guidance. Sadly, it seems that many a times even a Christian is tempted to talk to so many different people about their plans before they talk to the Lord about their plans. God is God. He has given us the energy that we have. He's given us the mind that we have, the heart that we have, the time that we have. the, the All of the things that we have belong to the Lord. So prayerful reflection is the very first obvious point of making good biblical biblically sound decisions. We must reflect biblically. And and, and brothers and sisters, sometimes we don't actually take time to be still before the Lord. We're so busy. We have so much noise. We constantly have the radio on, or we constantly have the TV on. We constantly have noise filling every void of our own mind and heart. Sometimes we actually just need to turn everything off and be alone with God and take our decisions before him, knowing that in faith, when we come to pray to him, that he is a God who hears our prayers and that he directs our steps. He does this through his word because his word is a light to our path and a lamp to our feet. And so our prayers are not just uh, simple prayers with reflection, <coughs> but they also are informed by the scriptures. And that comes to the second point of biblical decision-making that is really practical, and that is scriptural alignment. Scriptural alignment. You take your car for wheel alignment, well, we need scriptural alignment. We need to ensure that, that the decisions that we make align with biblical principles. God's Word serves as a reliable guide for ethical choices, and so we must come to God's Word. And then we must also seek counsel. God has given us a body of believers that we are part of. When we are saved from darkness to light, He transfers us into the kingdom of light. We become a part of His body. And Proverbs 15.22 says, Without consultation, plans are frustrated, but with many counselors, they succeed. That encourages us to seek wise counsel, to discuss our decisions with trusted mentors and friends, or spiritual advisors and I would go even further than that. There are so, we need to look at the the way that the, the people that God has given us. And we need to be able to weigh the counsel that they give and even think through areas where we need to submit ourselves underneath the the, the counsel of a certain individual. For example, a wife has a husband. And the husband would be the one that she should submit herself herself under. A member in a congregation has got elders or pastors who are spiritually there to lead and guide. Now, even for myself, as a pastor, I have a fellow elder, a brother in our church who is one of the elders in our congregation, and I go to him when it comes to decision making because he gives wise counsel, but there's also times I need to submit my own will underneath the will of another brother. Yes, there's times I need to step out and do a decision without necessarily somebody giving me that advice, but there's times where I need to submit myself underneath that brother. As just a practical example of this, we have the ministry leadership conference coming up, and um, I'd... I'd had the invite to preach at two separate churches for two weekends, and my fellow elder said, nope, I think that you should only be away one weekend, and I'm able to say thank you very much and take that counsel, and now I'll be away only one weekend, and I'll be preaching at the second church on the Tuesday and the Wednesday night and be able to still give sermons there, but I'll be back home at Benoni Bible Church by that second Sunday. Now, that's a simple example of an area where I needed to submit myself underneath the wise counsel of a brother who God has given to me to shepherd me as an elder, a fellow elder within a congregation. Members within a local church sometimes land themselves in such difficult circumstances when they did not even consider the counsel of those that God has given to them as those that they ought to have gone to for counsel. Sometimes things have hit the fan before they come to their elders and their pastors to help them sort out their issues. But sometimes those things could have been avoided if they had just sought counsel. But then we also need to analyze consequences. We need to consider the potential outcome of our decisions before we make those decisions. Proverbs 22 verse 3 says, A prudent man sees evil and hides, but the simple pass on and are punished. And sometimes this was this is what happens with us. We just go ahead without even giving any thought to what lies around the next corner. It's good for us to make up lists of pros and cons and to actually think about what is the consequence of the decision that I'm about to make. Should I make this decision? What will it? How will it affect my relationships? How will this affect my time for the Lord? How will this affect the way that I serve His body? Then we need to trust in God's providence and this is another important step to biblical decision-making, we must trust God's providence. We must recognize that God is sovereign. So even when our decisions lead to unexpected outcomes, we ought to trust that he is in control. Of course, when we've come to him in prayer, we've gone to his word, we've received counsel, we've analyzed the consequence, but then we need to trust his providence. Sometimes things still don't work out as well as what we'd hoped them to. And that's where the next step comes in as well. Not just the trusting in God's providence, but the next one is being willing to adjust our course if new information or direction is found. Imagine that you're on a ship and you've set your compass and you're off on the way. But then all of a sudden you get information from a little rowboat that you're heading towards some terrible rocks. Now, either in that point you can just be stubborn and go, Well, I set my course. This is the way that I'm supposed to be going. Or with the new information that has come to mind or come to light, you adjust the course. It's wise for us to be willing to adjust the course and to recognize that none of us are omniscient. Omniscient means all knowing. God is all knowing. And sometimes we may have made a decision, even considering the scriptures, going to the Lord in prayer, analyzing consequences, trusting in God's providence. And then all of a sudden we realize, but there's a different direction that's coming this way. Now, either we're going to just be so hard and fast and go that way and try and be God, or we'll be humble under God and recognize that he directs our paths. But then I think another important point to to take on with this is to take disappointments in our stride and learn from them for future decision-making. In a sense, there's no real thing like a frustration to teach you the way that you should go in the future. Sometimes frustrations can be the greatest teachers. Sometimes pain can be the greatest teachers. As we learn from the mistakes that we have made, and that is a wise person. A wise person often is somebody that's made a lot of mistakes, but has actually learned from them. And that's what has made them wise. But then also thinking through decisions in the light of edification. And this is an important point that I think gets left out so often. Many a times our decisions are very self-focused and selfish in its very core. But the way that we should actually make biblical decisions is in the light of edification. What do I mean by that? We make our decisions in the light of how is this going to be a decision that builds up the church of the Lord Jesus Christ in my generation? How is this serving the grander scheme of what God's purpose is for me in this life, which is to be a part of the building up of the church of Jesus? How is this decision? If I make this decision, will it help me build up the church of Jesus more, or will it help? Will it cause me to be in a position where I have no time to build up the church of the Lord Jesus? Sometimes, some things, some decisions that we would make, may lead us away from God's actual plan for us, even though it might be a good decision, and even if it might be something that helps us. For example, you might get a job offered to a place where there's no good local church, Well, what is the best decision to make in that place? Well, it's harder to find a good, biblically sound church than what it is to find a good job. So stick in the place where you've got the good, biblically sound church. You see, the decision you might make might be good for you financially, might be good for your family's holidays, but it might not be good for edification. You might not be built up, and neither will the church of Jesus, if you're unable to be a part of it. Another one is, should I take part in a sport that's on a Sunday? well, there's a decision that you need to make. Well, maybe it's good for your physical health, but it definitely won't be good for your spiritual health. So these are some of the ways that we think through the practical elements of biblical decision-making. Will my decision build up the body of Jesus? May the Lord help you in your decision-making. Amen.